Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Now, I've used this metaphor a few times the past couple days, and I kind of enjoy it, so bear with me. It would be nice to milk the Packers have given Aaron Rodgers permission to talk to other teams, cow, before we pivot to the Rodgers has talked to the Jets, cow. So it's just, it's odd that that step got skipped. He's in the plane, the parachute's on, the helmet is strapped into place, the goggles are in position, he's standing at the opening. Last year, he did not jump. This year, will he jump? Well, we knew he was going to jump. The question was whether or not the Jets and the Packers were actually going to shove him out of the plane. We knew he wanted to go. It's been nearly six weeks since he declared his intention to play for the Jets. And just as we thought the plane would be landed, pun definitely intended, on Friday night during round two of the draft, boom, something happened yesterday. And I've had some time to think about it. I'll share my thoughts throughout the course of the next two hours as Chris Sims and yours truly break down the trade that if you weren't paying attention to what's been happening in the NFL, you were very surprised yesterday. If you were paying attention, the only reason you were surprised is because it got done before the clock began to strike midnight during draft week. The show is PFT Live. Hello to our audience on Peacock, Series XM85, Sky Sports Action, and wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, Christopher David Sims. Good morning, good morning. I mean, so... You never wear a sweatshirt ever. You break it out last Thursday, and then you break it out a second time Tuesday? I mean, come on. You space it out a little bit. What is this, your first rodeo? I mean, come on. We know It's too noticeable. I, it's a white sweatshirt. Like You wore it Thursday, and now it's Tuesday, and you're wearing it again. Come on. Put some diversity in your life. Come on, Mike. 
First of all, it wasn't Thursday. Was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. It was possibly Tuesday. Second of all, it's still cold up here in my studio that is above my garage. And third of all, I was running late, and it was in the pile of clean clothes that had migrated from the dryer. No, it's clean. It's clean. Here's what happens. The dirty clothes go into the wash, which is not very far from my office. They get washed, they get dried, they linger in the dryer for a while. Sometimes they linger on top of the washer-dryer side-by-side unit, and eventually I carry them in, and I have a nice black leather chair that we've had for years that nobody ever sits in. It's just the place where I put my clean clothes until I get around to actually putting them away, if that ever even happens. So it was sitting there, it was quick, it was easy, it's clean. I kind of liked it. I thought you liked the idea that I'm showing up in a white hoodie. You don't know that it's the same white hoodie. It could be a different white hoodie. It's well, it, I know you. you. I know you. You don't buy two of one. them. You don't buy two. You only buy one. Howie Roseman, let us know. You're one. a little cheap. I didn't buy this one. <laughs> okay, exactly. I didn't buy this one. <laughs> exactly. We get swag every once in a while. This was free. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad so, it's clean. That, anyway, that'll do. But I figured hey, I'd have some fun with you there. <laughs> I, that's fine. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. I knew when I put it on uh, that, that he's going to say something about it, but I don't care because I was running late. I wanted to get up here, and I was looking forward to talking to you for two hours about Aaron Rodgers. Before I do that, though, give me a point of privilege, please, Senator from the great state of New Jersey. I got a new book out today if anybody's interested. It is not free. It's close to free. Four ninety nine. There is nothing you can buy. For four ninety nine, not even a full month of a blue check on Twitter, unless they just give it to you and represent to the world that you're paying for it when you're not. I won't give you a copy of my new book, Father of Mine, and tell the world you paid for it. You do have to pay for it. It's four ninety nine. Chris got a free one. He won't read it, so it's a wash. Four ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine if you want to buy the print version, although Amazon's already dropped the price to fourteen forty seven. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe they read it and realized we can't charge fourteen ninety nine for this piece of crap. We can only justify fourteen forty seven. So you save fifty two cents okay. over the list price. But it's available today. You can download it right now and start reading it in lieu of watching this show. And usually I say, please wait till the show's over. But if you're gonna be buying my book and reading it during the show, this is the one time I'll say Go for it. You can always watch <laughs> Double Dose or listen to the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, later. Double Dose so, of anyway, and, and it's You know what? I've gone through the whole angst of this might be good. No, it sucks. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it sucks. And I've worked on it. I've worked on it. I've worked on it. I've worked on it. It's a mob novel. I think a lot of us like good mob stories. I think Definitely. it's a very good mob story. I think it's very engaging. Pete has read it. He has yet to disagree with me or agree with me for that matter as I've engaged in my sales pitch but Pete liked it Pete said he liked it but you know I need reinforcement I've got a very fragile ego Pete I need for you to tell me over and over again how much you liked it so give it a try and all I'm asking Chris and I ask this of you too yeah sure okay just give it a try all right give it a try and if it holds your interest keep going if it doesn't it's my fault now the problem is for the people who buy it it's too late if you don't like it sorry sorry But uh, I wish I could give the money back. I wrote that yesterday. I'd give you your money back. I'd give you your money back if I could. Amazon, I don't think, will sign on to that. Wow, who's this? What's this review? uh, Is this Kirkus Cousins? You will like it. Is this at Kirkus Cousins? Yes, it's Kirkus. It's Kirkus. It's Kirkus Cousins. He likes your book. He likes it. He likes it not. Refreshing take on crime. 
fiction is a thrilling reading experience with characters who feel pitch perfect and an ending with a twist that's truly a surprise. Order it now for only $4.99, 1447 on print on Amazon. <laughs> you, you rallied really well at first. I, know, I wasn't I sure up. about your reading abilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm auditioning people to possibly do the audio book, and you've already failed. But you did come around Thanks. toward the end. You have to and, do the uh, audio you. book. You have to. I mean, that, I was just going to ask. I you didn't that. do the last one. Well, they need to put you I didn't on do the it. last one. I mean, you're you get paid to talk into a mic. How can you not now then talk into a mic and it's your own book? I mean, I, I don't understand that. You know what happened with the last one? And I'm probably going to get myself in trouble with my publisher, but that's okay. With the last one, I they it was a completely different editor than the person I dealt with right. in putting the book together. The guy I dealt with in putting the book together, Ben Adams, he was awesome. He was awesome. It was a great experience. I look forward to working with him again in the future. It was great. And I can't even rem- remember the name of the other person that – I got connected to who was in charge of producing the audio book, but there was just a, just enough attitude, just enough of, well, you have to audition for this. It's like, excuse me. I have to, I, I talk into a microphone all the time. First of all, second of all, I wrote the book. People expect me to read it. And they made it just enough of a pain in the ass. that I said, sorry, life's too short for this. I'm out. See you later. Get somebody else to do it. I wanted to do it. I was going to try to do it, but it, it, you know, you can tell when somebody really doesn't want you to do something. Like, I'm stubborn, but when I know somebody really doesn't want me to do something, I'm not going to go bang my head against the wall just for fun. So, anyway, this time around, we, we, we're going to explore possibilities for doing it. There's all sorts of different ways you can do the audio book. It is a pain in the butt, even if you do it yourself, because especially with Amazon, you got to get the levels just right. The sound's got to be just right. Everything's got to be perfect. It's got to be pristine environment, all that stuff. So we're working on that. For now, though, for now, though, I'm, I'm hoping to get, you know, people to buy the actual print version of the book, and then maybe all someday, right. All right. sooner than later, I'll be opening it up with a pipe, right? Pipe, slippers, reading jacket, oh, I glasses, like even though I don't wear glasses, and reading the book into a microphone. You Chapter even, one. You don't even do reading Everybody glasses. Dies. You don't really put reading glasses on either. I, I didn't. I don't know if I really realized that. No corrective lenses. Wow, that's None. impressive. That's you know, you know, for an old timer like yourself, that is pretty good. You're getting. You're you're, you're at the age you know, where you're going to make see- me scratch my head again. <laughs> you got an itch up there again. All right, <laughs> make sure you use the proper. finger. I may finger. have another itch. All right, make you make sure you use the proper finger. <laughs> Jersey State bird time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? I get a physical every year. I haven't scheduled the one for this year yet. I probably need to get on that. I think I've memorized the eye chart. I think that's why I don't have corrective lenses because I go every year. I think I've memorized the FDNRST. I th- I just remember it. The last line. Read the last line that you that you can see. And right. it's like, well, I can't really see it anymore, but I remember it's FDRNST. So they probably need to change out their letters. Yeah, and, man, then, and then the next thing you know. I'll show up with glasses, looking like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> that That's would one be great. reason why I'm trying. I got glasses up here somewhere. You, I've I've worn them before during the show. It did not go well. So I would be contact lens guy if it ever comes to that. Oh, and Pete's telling me to get to Rogers. Hey, Pete, I'll get to Rogers when I'm damn good and ready to get to Rogers. That's your first mistake is telling me what to do. 
There are some people when they tell me what to do something, I'll go ahead and listen. When it's Pete, I'll do the opposite. So, Pete, <laughs> tell me not to get to Rogers if you want me to get to Rogers. Let's get to Rogers. Right. It was the trade that we had been waiting for. It was inevitable. Thank God we can stop talking about the various New York media personalities who were trying to breathe life into the possibility of the 49ers swooping in and trading for Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't going to happen unless and until Aaron Rodgers changed his intention, and he didn't. He's not, well, not officially yet, but the deal is in place, agreed to in principle. It's still going to take a few days, but it's got to happen before Thursday because that's one of the flip-flops that happened as part of this trade that will send Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Your first reaction, the first thing that fired through your brain when you saw that it was finally done? Uh, I, I just think I just was literally like, oh, finally. Gosh, they finally figured it out. Man, you know, and I, I really just kind of wanted to see the compensation right away. I think that's the first thing that fired through my brain. Like, oh, wait. All right, so what? how did this work out? Who got the, you know, the first-round pick or, you know, the conditional pick? You know, that, that's, I think, where I was most interested. But excited, too? I mean, come on. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's a guy I made a song about and, and have sung about him for the last six or seven years. And he's coming to the New York Jets here in the tri-state area. I live here. The fan base is excited. I think the fan base of the Jets is as excited as it's been, you know, since the Rex Ryan era, at least there, 2008-9 with the Sanchez run. So, you know, now you add an Aaron Rodgers, a, 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 you know, the special room Hall of Famer with Deion Sanders. I mean, come on. You see here, social media, the team's excited. The fans are excited. We're all excited. Everybody. I mean, Dan, that's the kind of thing, you know, Aunt Wendy gets excited. My wife gets excited. Everybody's like, holy crap. You know, even the casual football fan is, is impressed when Aaron Rodgers comes to town. What do Giants fans think about this? Surely hardcore Giants fans like it when the Jets stink. They, they like do. the fact that the Giants have four Super Bowl trophies. The Jets have one. The Jets even haven't been to the game since 1969. There has to be a rivalry among the fan bases. And I would say the hard-boiled Giants fans like you yeah. at some level are thinking – I don't like this. I like keeping little brother down. Well, they're, they're still little little brother, I think, to most Giant fans, right? I think that that competition is maybe, you know, and I don't want to be just a little more important to the Jets fans than the Giants fans because they feel like little brother there, right? I, the Giants fans I, I are very content right now up in the area. They're extremely happy. Dayball is the, the coolest thing to come to town really since Bill Parcells, honestly. I know we had Tom Coughlin. Bono. Oh, Bono. Yeah. I mean, he's Bono. He is. Don't be Buzzo. He's the, yeah, dude, yeah, he's the man that way. He is. He's got, so the, the, the Giant fans, I don't think really care all that much and are kind of just like, hey, we're riding the wave. We feel good about our team. We're going in the right direction. Okay, cool. You guys got Rodgers. You do your thing over there. So I don't think there's too much of a, oh, man, they got Rodgers. This stinks or I hate the Jets. It's not quite that way. I feel like Giant fans, they hate the Cowboys more. They hate the Eagles more. The Jets, like you said, are kind of little brother in town who's not a threat quite yet. Well, and Pete has told me that his attitude as a Giants fan is I've seen this movie before with Brett Favre. And they <laughs> yeah, right, to go right. The same way. Who knows? And you get, hey, we're going to talk about the schedule, but one of the games this year, Jets at Giants. G-Man. Every four year get together guaranteed between the two teams at MetLife Stadium. It will be Aaron Rodgers and the Jets at the New York Giants at some point 
this year. Right after I posted an article based on a podcast appearance by Mike North, the VP of broadcasting, or I'm getting the title wrong, but something like that. He's in charge of making the schedule. Right. He seems to have emerged as the main guy in charge of the schedule in recent years, gradually taking the reins from Howard Katz. But Mike North was on a Bills-based podcast and said they've operated under the assumption that Rodgers was going to be a jet in putting the schedule together. So just like minutes after I posted that, I saw the tweet. And, you know, it's funny. I This is another example of if you try to tell me not to do something, I'm going to keep doing it. I saw a clip of Stephen A. Smith yesterday complaining about all the people who were complaining about this blue check debacle. Well, Stephen, we're not just doing it because we have nothing better to do. The problem is we have concerns now when we see a blue checked account that it's really the true account because anybody can go get a blue check. So that's the first thing I did. Is this really at Adam Schefter, or is it Adarn Schefter, or is it some little twist to his name and somebody right. paid the eight bucks for the blue check so they could put this phony news out there? Like, that adds another step to my stress yeah. that I wish I didn't have to screw around with. So, Stephen A., I will continue to complain about this blue check debacle. I don't know who he's trying to suck up to by making that point. I don't know what, what territory he's trying to stake out. As he talk, he's going to get into politics now. And I have a feeling once that talk starts, it's just a matter of time before it happens. So maybe that's what he's trying to do. But there's a reason people are upset about it. It's not just vanity. It's not ego. It's not the blue check brigade upset because their turf is now being encroached upon. It's as a user of the platform – I have to now stop and make sure that it's accurate because anybody can go get a blue check and attach it to whatever bullshit they want to put out there with a fake account name. So I, that's why we're still complaining you. about it, Stephen A. I hear you. I hear All right. you. All right. Um, so go on. So, yep. so after that, after I knew it was real, you know, I, I'm disappointed in the Jets. I am. And it took me a while to come to terms with it because we were the ones – who really planted the flag for the Jets to give the Jersey State bird to the Packers. Right. When the Packers are driving the hard bargain, it's like, you know what, Jets? Act like you're from New York. Act like you're from New Jersey. Stand up to the cheeseheads and stick the middle finger in the holes in the, in the hat and show them. Show them. I almost did it. Show them that middle finger and say, no, you, got, you don't have nearly as much leverage here as you think. Because if we want to get nuts, we're going to get nuts. Aaron's going to show up. Aaron's going to show up for mandatory minicamp. He's going to show up for training camp. you got to deal with him. And if you want to pay him $60 million this year to sit his ass on the bench, go ahead. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if the Jets became concerned that if it got to that, the Packers would do it. I don't know. But when you look at the trade package, okay, we knew this, that a second overall pick was going to flow from the Jets to the Packers this year. We knew that. Second round pick, right. Yep. Second round pick. Did I say second round pick? Yeah, you second said second pick. overall. Either we knew way, a second round you. pick. Yep. Okay, not second overall. 42nd overall, second round pick. If I said second overall pick, I misspoke. Obviously, they don't All hold good. that pick. Second round pick, 42nd overall, the first of two consecutive second round picks the Jets have. That goes to the Packers. And... The 13th overall pick goes in exchange for the 15th overall pick. Well, where the hell did that come from? Like, I feel like that was the last little twist of the night by Brian Gutekunst. Oh, by the way, we want to flip-flop first-round picks. Not that it's a big jump, but it's just, I, I feel, we talked about this yesterday. Here's a way it can happen before Friday night. Woody Johnson caves. I look at those terms, especially when you throw in 
conditional second round pick that becomes a first round pick. I, you know, we've downplayed that on the graphic here. It becomes a first round pick if he takes 65% of the snaps, period. No getting to the playoffs, no playing at a certain level, no statistical achievement necessary. Two thirds of the season, not even two thirds of the season, Christopher. 65%, just under two thirds of the season. All he's got to do is take the snaps, and that two becomes a one. That's it. They don't have to get to the postseason. They don't have to win a playoff game. They don't have to get to the Super Bowl. They don't even have to have a winning record. They only have to win one game. All he's got to do is take two-thirds of the snaps. And it goes to a one. Woody, I believe, got freaked out yesterday. Just, I want this done. It's a distraction. We want people focused on the draft. We want people focused on the positive. We don't want this hanging over us. Too many of our fans are concerned. Look at all these stories in the New York Post and here and there and everywhere. Yeah, how's everyone feeling? Better now that you caved. He caved. Woody caved. Okay. And I tried to poke around. I tried to poke around to see. Uh, are you going to defend your buddy here? He caved. He I don't, caved. I don't. I, I tried don't, to poke this, around. I tried yeah. to poke around. Right. I tried. Let me finish. I tried to poke around on how it all came to be. And any time you start poking around and you start getting, well, you need. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. The boss caved. Look at those terms, Chris. I slept on it before I went all in because because I wanted to defend the Jets on this. Because I thought, hey, you know what? They're, they're going to listen. They're going to hold a tough line here. They're going to tell the Packers, no, 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 no. And at the end of the day, yes, 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 yes. And, and to me, the kicker was flip-flopping first-round picks in 2023. There was no need for that. There's no need for that at all. So I, I, I just think at some point yesterday, Woody decided I had enough. We're getting this deal done. And the Packers won the stare down with the New York Jets. I, I mean, listen, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said there. I, I might have a different thought on on my feel for it, but I don't disagree. I mean, yeah, I hear I hear you. Floor's yours. Yeah, I mean, I hear you with the, the cave part. I, I think I'm not necessarily as surprised by the flipping of the 13th and the 15th pick as I am about the 65% playing percentage just to get the first-round pick. I didn't really think the first-round pick would ever happen. I thought they'd finally just go, hey, it's another second-round pick. Take it or leave it. Like you said, here's the Jersey State bird. Up yours. You want to stick with Aaron Rodgers and $60 million and deal with that. Go ahead. I thought they would do that too. But, but, but I do think, you know, and I am surprised in, in that. I think it protects the Jets in case Rodgers gets injured, so then it's only a second-round pick. But even that, within the 65%, it, it's dicey. Like you said, it's not even a, you know, it's, it's not even two-thirds of the season completely there. All right, but, okay, we talked about this a little yesterday. We've talked about this other other days. Yeah, Woody Johnson, sure, did they give up a little much? Okay, he did right now. He's been saying since the offseason started he's going to do whatever he's got to do to get the quarterback in town and get the quarterback. They feel like they're ready, and they don't want to wait. I, I think that's the feel more than anything. They don't want to wait until July and get him there and then play catch-up. They want to get this team rolling right now. I think they view themselves as one of the top teams in football, that roster. I think, you know, also because of that and the state of the roster and how good it is and how deep it is, I think that's probably where Woody could, you know, convince a Joe Douglas or whatever, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're set up for this price and this guy and what we think we can be with him at quarterback, okay? 
go ahead, give him the 65%. It becomes a first-rounder. That's, to me, okay. Hey, things got to get done. And back to your point, sometimes the owner's the one that's got to, you know, pull the trigger there and make it happen. Is it a little expensive for, for my you know, for, for me and, and my liking, yeah, it is. It is a little expensive, but I get it, and they feel like they're ready and they wanted them and they want them now so they can start to build the team, and I can respect that at least. Suffering from aches and pains? The all-new Tempur-Pedic Adapt Mattress eases your pressure points all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets at TempurPedic.com. Select adjustable mattress sets only. Lesser savings may apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. On a 65% threshold. Yeah. Based right. on a 17 game season. Yeah. That's 11.05 games. Now we know different games have different offensive snaps, but he could miss, let's say, just keep it simple. Yeah. He could miss five games. Right. And probably still meet the 65% minimum. And your season is determined by those five games. He suffers an injury that causes him to miss five games. He starts 12 games. Maybe things don't go well in those five games. And and we haven't talked in detail about the schedule yet. It ain't going to be easy this year for the New York football Jets. No, it's, it's not, not. going to be easy at all. So he misses five games. They miss the playoffs. They have a losing record. And still the two becomes a one under this formula. Yeah, I really am surprised. That's and, worst case, right? And, and again, again, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jets brass, I'm sorry I feel this way, but that's what the terms of the deal point to. Somebody caved yesterday. And and this is one of the areas, Chris, where maybe it's good that the Packers don't have an owner. Yeah, right. They don't have that one person who gets a little squirrely, gets a little nervous. Oh, I just got to get this done. I got to get this done. They're going to say bad things about me. Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want to be asked tough questions about it. Oh, no, I got to go run and hide under the bed of the giant suite in my super yacht while this all gets sorted out. They don't have that in Green Bay. No, I hear you. And maybe that allowed, maybe that allowed folks to hold firm because you got multiple hands on the rope in Green Bay. Right. In New York, you got one guy who's ultimately holding the rope. That's Woody Johnson. In Green Bay, you got Gutekunst, and you got Mark Murphy, and maybe Russ Ball, and they're all holding that rope. Sure. And they're telling the they're telling the Jets, we don't care. We don't care that he's never playing for us again. We don't care. It's not sixty million out of anyone's pocket. That was the key when David Bakhtiari did the thing on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and was just kind of musing about the possibility of the Packers 
sitting Aaron Rodgers on the bench yeah, and paying him. Right. You know what? What I maybe maybe they regret not doing that with Brett Favre. That's all they had to do with Brett Favre, and they had the money and they had the cap space to welcome Brett Favre back at twelve million. That's what he was due to make that year, and just say, "Hey, Brett, you're back. That's fine. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Aaron's the starter. You're the backup, and we'll just deal with it. It'll settle down, and everyone will move on, just like it always does in this yeah. age where we all have, as Big Cat calls it, goldfish brains. We'll get used to it. It's like slipping into a hot bathtub." Eventually, you get used to it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers, but he's not playing this year. Okay, off we go. Yeah, off no, we go. Now, no. if they struggle, you know, it's a different issue, but off we go. Yeah. And and I I suspect that one of the reasons why Woody caved is he really believed the Packers were going to do it. He Maybe. really believed that if you don't do it now, if you don't do it now, here's what's going to happen, Woodrow. Here's what's going to happen. If his name even is Wood. I think it's just Wood. I think it's Wood. I think it's Robert Wood Johnson the fourth. Here's what's going to happen, Wood. We're just going to keep him. We're going to hold his rights. He's got to show up if he wants his money. And if he does, he parks his ass on the bench. And he can root for the team or he cannot root for the team. Doesn't matter to us. He's getting $60 million this year to be a glorified fan of the Green Bay Packers. And Roger's ego wouldn't allow him to do it. He wouldn't do it. You think he would do it? Do you really think he would show up? Even for $60 million, do you think he would show up and gladly sit on the bench? Probably not. No. So, you know, I, I always said the nuclear option for Rodgers and the Jets was Aaron saying, I'll just show up until you trade me. I think the nuclear option for the Packers was go ahead. Yeah, maybe. Because we know you won't. I, 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 you know, I, again, I, I, I wonder, and I seriously doubt that Rodgers would have ever gone to that, you know, to that length to prove it or stick the pa- you know stick it to the Packers or make that happen. You're right. I, I don't think he would have done that. You know, I'm still we're still I'm still getting over. Whoa, he actually is going to change football teams. So that yeah, that would have been a harsh move. I don't know if he had it in him there to do that. And maybe you're right. I, I don't I don't disagree. You know, and maybe the fact that there is no owner with Green Bay and you know Woody could have no communication there or anything there that made him nervous too. He just wanted to get it done. But either way, I mean, you know, again, we we point out, you know, the the ways it can go negative where it's expensive. But let's, like, be fair, too. I mean, again, now they get him in there. All right. Now, okay, there's, you know, no. hopefully he does the right things and shows up and goes to the OTAs and gets, you know, the camaraderie and the timing and the rhythm, the things we complained about last year. There's no excuses for that. That takes a distraction away from your football team. They're a young football team. They're impressionable, as we saw last year. I mean, whoever started a quarterback, they wore a T-shirt to the game. Like, hey, we love this quarterback. Oh, it's the other quarterback. We love this quarterback. So they're young. They're trying to find their way here. And I think it is important to have the leader in the building. They need the captain there, right? And I think, too, Mike, where I'll just, like, not that I'm – I'm pushing back, but just give the other side of the story. Damn, if they go 12-5 and five or 13-4 and four and make the playoffs and then – what if Rodgers goes, you know, I'm coming back. Well, then who gives a crap about that first-round pick? It was worth it, right? It's only if it goes really bad where it's going to look bad. But if it goes good at all, we're all going to go, well, it actually wasn't that expensive, and so what? All right, it was worth it. They got to the playoffs, and they're still in the playoffs or Super Bowl window here one more year with Rodgers. Then it'll be worth it. But that's where the risk is right now, and that's the risk they're taking and we'll see where it goes. But either way, oh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. Does he want to hang out with me? You think he needs some help finding a house? You think I should help him out or anything? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm, go ahead and make the offer as long as you invite me to the housewarming party. Go for <laughs> no. it. Well, um, no, I can't do that. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Yeah. They're looking at giving up a second-round pick, a fairly high second-round pick. 42 is in the top half of round two. It's yeah. only – it's and, and especially 42nd overall in a normal year is 41st overall because there is no – there is no 32nd pick in round one this year, so round two starts earlier, so it's even one step higher than it would normally be. First round pick next year, simply by playing 11.05 games. Two spots down, 13 to 15, and that can change everything. That can change everything. The guy that the Jets would have taken at 13 could be snatched by the Packers in that spot now or by somebody else at number 14. And the Jets don't get the guy they would have taken there. That could have yeah. a huge impact. Sure. That I, could have, yeah. I mean, that is being underplayed. Even though it's only two spots, that could have a tremendous impact on the ongoing development of the Jets. And all they may get out of this is one season. Now, maybe they've gotten an assurance. And maybe what happened here is, maybe what happened is that the Packers have pissed off Aaron Rodgers enough by screwing around with these trade terms, by driving a hard bargain, by threatening – to pay him $60 million to not play this year. I'll gladly take that to not play this year. But for him, it's a slightly different proposition. But maybe he's so pissed off that he's committed unofficially to playing next year too. It's not as bad of a deal, obviously, if they're going to get two years out of it. Because, Chris, the one thing this deal is missing, and it's another reason to criticize it from the Jets' perspective, there's no protection in 2025. Remember we heard about yeah, right. they wanted protection yeah. in 25 in case he doesn't play in 24. There's nothing, nothing. There. There's no provision in the right. term that gives anything back to the Jets if Rodgers only plays one year. I think – now, it's not binding. No. But I think there's maybe some winking and nodding I, discussing too. that's been done yeah. where Rodgers is signing on for two years because the Packers were being buttholed I think so about too. Yeah. the trade negotiations, right. and that was just enough to drive him to want to play next year. That's right. I, I, I think that, that, that helps the cause. The fact that the Packers were such jerks here I think does – you know, boost the fact that Rodgers will want to stick it to him and go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, that, that pick's not as, you know, quite as worthwhile or we didn't screw over the Jets or whatever else. I, I think it could light a fire under him that way, you know. I don't know. Again, we don't know with Rodgers. We'll see. But you're right. It doesn't look as bad. You know, your point about 13 to 15, yeah, they might miss out. You're right. There's a chance maybe they miss out on one of the, you know, top three tackles in the draft if they wanted to go that route. I would think, though, they made the trade, too, thinking, wait, there is, you know, we have a few guys in mind here, and we're comfortable that one of them will be there at 15. I would think that goes down, too. But I think the more glaring thing here, Mike, with the pack is the Packers part of this aspect. The Packers wanting to get the 13. The Packers, as we've kind of discussed, and, you know, I, I know I brought up a few times over the last week, wanting the picks right now. Right, I, the, the, all those signs that, that we just see there, to me, they they show like, ooh, are they going to make a move here and, and go up thirteen to maybe another few spots, or you know, they're going to be there. There can be a major player in the first round now because of how many assets they have. I think that's a very interesting angle here too, as far as what the Packers might be angling for on Thursday night. Well, and especially because they're not looking for a quarterback, and we still don't know how many are going to be taken. That's one of the reasons why the Jets refuse to give up pick 13 overall straight out because they see themselves in a spot where 
the run is going to be on things that they don't necessarily need. Sure, in right. A position where they're higher de facto than 13. And, oh, by the way, as Matt Casey points out, the Patriots are the team now that picks one spot before the Jets at 15. So that was not an inconsequential portion of this trade. And my guess is that that's the thing that the Packers threw in last minute-ish to say, here's what it's going to take to get the deal done. Because we'd never heard anybody report anything about 13 and 15 being flip-flop. That came out of the blue yesterday. It's possible it came out of the blue as far as the Jets were concerned yesterday because the Packers sensed that, that they had laid down the lumber hard enough to get Woody Johnson's attention and they got what they wanted. Here's Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, who conveniently had his post or pre-draft, excuse me, pre-draft press conference just after the trade was announced, talking about the urgency to get the deal done yesterday. I would say the last, I don't know, five, six, seven days we've been talking. Um, we've been talking you know, much longer than that, but um, I think the last five or six days over the weekend and stuff that um, there's been a lot of conversation that helped us get to this point. Right, how important was it to get this done before Friday? It was very important for us, I think, you know. Uh, wouldn't have been the end of the world, but at the same time, I think uh, it would have certainly changed things quite a bit. So getting it done ahead of time was important. Why? I just think certainly the capital for this year, you know, um, was very important. Certainly more valuable than than future stuff. You know, we've been working on this for a while, and um, to get beyond the draft, I think would have been tough for for both teams. Yeah, it really wouldn't have been. Because, number one, the cap hit for the Packers goes down dramatically after June 1, so there was benefit in waiting. But they made it clear to the Jets, this is it. If it doesn't happen, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're to call his bluff. We're going to welcome him back with open arms to be the backup to Jordan Love. And we'll pay the $60 million because it's not coming out of anyone's super yacht maintenance fund. It's all a public company. It all gets paid buried into the books, and at the end of the day, the ends are meeting quite well for the Green Bay Packers. They can afford to pay that money to Aaron Rodgers as part of the back end of a failed leverage play against the New York Jets, and it worked. They convinced them. Yesterday was the day. These are the terms, and they got it done. So uh, that that part of it surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me because I really thought the Jets – we're going to drive a hard bargain. I really thought the Jets yeah. were going to hold firm. And I really thought the Jets' attitude was, hey, fine. If we don't get it done this week, fine, fine. You don't get 2023 draft picks. We'll, we'll, we'll do it based on 24. Yeah. It would have been cleaner and easier to base it on 24, assuming a formula like the one they used for the Favre trade. And I'm telling you, the Favre trade, in comparison to the extent that, you know, I mean, it hurts Aaron Rodgers for the Jets to give up so much because these are – selections that could help him be more successful this year, especially that 13-15 flip-flop. I guess the 2024 doesn't really matter because it would just be a guy who makes a difference or doesn't in his final year if he is going to stay for two. But to the extent that he's looking for reasons to feel like he's a better player, a better quarterback, a more desirable figure than Brett Favre, he's got a feather in his cap now. Favre... Yeah. Third round pick. That's it. Right. Nothing else. Right. Nothing. Peanuts in comparison to what had to be surrendered by the same team to get Aaron Rodgers. Ipso facto, Rodgers is the better player late in his career 
than Brett Favre because it really does. Apples to apples, it really does show that the Jets are making a much greater investment financially and draft pick capital-wise in Rodgers than they did in Favre. Yeah, they are. It's it's interesting. And, hey, listen, you know, in, in my eyes, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. I do. I mean, you know how highly I think of Aaron Rodgers. I think he's arguably the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I mean, especially in his prime, he was special. And I know Brett Favre was damn special too, and he's he's up there in that conversation. But two, I think that adds to it is, yeah, there's a guy that won back-to-back MVPs just, you know, two out of the last three years. That, that maybe adds value to it too, right? But I think, you know, all the things you said are right. I think the Jets just came to the determination of they didn't want to play that game anymore. They needed that guy in the building. They wanted him right now. Right, They want him there. They didn't want to have to deal with the distractions. They probably didn't want Zach Wilson having to lead their offense and, and be that guy during practice and OTAs and all that. They want their new leader in. That's weird. Oh, wait, hey, quarterback that we don't want. Can you lead the offense right now? You know, And then you know, I, I think th- they're looking at it too with like, okay, it's a small price to pay, but we don't want the distraction. We need them here. We don't want people bringing up the things that we brought up all year. Well, he didn't have the Jets should have got this done. You know, what they think? Did they really think that they could get all on the same page, you know, by, by, you know, at the end of July and make it happen by the time the season starts? I think there's a lot of ifs and whats and all of that. Like, yeah, they could have maybe pulled that off, but why risk it? And so what? We're ready. So make the move. And I think from the Packers standpoint too, right? You know, you heard Goody say, get capital this year, right? That's the one thing I, yeah, get capital this year because you you don't know if you're going to be the GM next year. Things could fall off and there's no capital for you to have next year. So get it this year. Plus, what do they want to do too? They want to prove Jordan Love's the right pick. They want to stick it up Aaron Rodgers, you know what? So now they got some more playing room here to make Jordan Love look better and stick it up Aaron Rodgers, you know what, even farther. So they're happy. That, that's another win-win for them. So I, I find it interesting. You do. And, and I, I find that 13-15 swap very interesting, Mike, because i got to think there's something on their you know mind or in their eye that they see that they go, ooh, we need to move up just a little bit here because we have an eye on a player that we need for our team. And maybe add some other stuff to swoop into the top ten and exactly. get that guy. The way that's they right. see the board falling, there's going to be somebody there they really want, right. whether it's Jalen Carter, whether it's Devin Witherspoon, somebody out there that they think is going to make them better that they need to jump into range to get. And now they're I, starting from yeah. a spot two positions higher if they're going to start throwing other assets onto the fire. It makes sense. It I makes sense. Too, it's another reason why right, right. they drew that line yesterday that today's the day it's got to be done. I, I think so. I think here's the other reason I'll I'll, I'll just throw out there too. I think with that 15 where they were, you're at danger in 15 of, I don't know, maybe if the top two tackles in the draft could be off the board by the time you get to 15, right? You know, so if you if you had your eye on one of the two guys there at 15, you're, you're dicey because one, hey, I mean, we all think the Bears, right? They could want to tackle at number nine. They need O-line. I don't think Tennessee's out of the offensive line conversation at 11, so that could be a problem. The, I think the Patriots at 14, who we were just talking about, are also going to be in the market for a tackle. So this assures them to jump up in front of them and take one player out of the tackle conversation if that's what they're worried about. That's the, the thing that jumps out to me. You know, I, I don't know if yeah, maybe there is a 
like you said, a Jalen Carter on their radar, if he falls, somebody else. But the tackle position is the one that I thought maybe they were, you know, jogging or what do I want to say, jockeying for a position there. They have enough holes that there are different ways they could go. Yeah, there is. With that pick, if they're looking to get into the top 10. And there must be somebody they really, really, really love that they're trying to get in position to go get. And, of course, they're not going to tell us in advance because then it becomes easier for the teams that want that guy to go get him. And they'll act like they got the guy they wanted all along. And we'll, I think, be able to tell by their body language and their demeanor and their expression if they really are selling it effectively that this is the guy we wanted. This is why we insisted on pick number 13. This is why we packaged whatever else we did to get into the top 10. And that could indeed be coming. Or they just don't have the opportunity because the planets don't line up that way. And they just don't do it. But either way, it does feel like, to your point from yesterday, and you were right on the money, the idea that they may want to get it done before Thursday night because there's something they have brewing. And moving from 15 to 13 underscores the idea that something is brewing. Or even Mike, even no Mike to stay at 13, and now you have the second-round picks. And what if you want to get back up in the end of the first round and have that fifth-year option and there's a guy there, right? So they've given themselves some wiggle room in both areas there that I think makes sense. Sorry to cut you off, man. That's all right. There is no fight brewing over whether or not Aaron Rodgers will be wearing number 12. And, you know, maybe he listens or maybe it's coincidental. I'm going to choose that he listens. I'm going to choose that he does waste his time reading that crap from time to time. And every once in a while, there's something there that tickles his fancy. Right. And the idea that, and I'm a big believer in this, and I said yesterday, Whenever the Packers go acquire some quarterback at some point down the line, if I'm still alive, I'll leave instructions in my will for my successors to make this point if it happens after I'm gone. But the Packers bring in some hotshot quarterback who's worn 12 his whole life. And, oh, no, Aaron Rodgers has to make the gesture. As the guy who owns the jersey, you've got to make the gesture. As the guy who would be wearing the jersey, it's on you to do the right thing and say, no, I'm not going to do it. So kudos to Aaron Rodgers for reportedly planning to wear the number we suggested. Remember, we went through this a month ago. What number should he wear? Hmm, What do you wear at Cal? He wore eight. Just wear eight. Eight's available. Wear eight. And that's what he's going to do. And I give him a ton of credit for that. And others have not had that kind of, I don't know what the word is. Because I don't want to besmirch those like J.J. Watt and Peyton Manning who wanted their number. I just think you have to be forward-thinking. And the point that I made, the number doesn't make the man, the man makes the number. It's just a number. It's the thing that dehumanizes a football player. Why do we get so obsessed with the thing that we're wearing on our shirt? We can't even see it when we're playing. I mean, you can look down and kind of get an idea what it is, but who the hell cares? It's not about the number. It's about the guy in the uniform and what he can do. So... Good for Aaron Rodgers if that's ultimately what's going to happen. Reportedly, that is what he's going to do, wear number eight. And that's great. I think he's doing the right thing, and it sets an example for future players who go to a new team because the Joe Namath's of the world and their families are always going to say yes because they look like jerks if they don't. You're in a tough spot. Don't put those people in that spot. Just don't ask for it. Don't do it. 
I'll wear a different number. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Kudos to Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. Agreed. If that's the only thing he and I ever agree on, that's good enough for me. Uh, you guys probably agree on a lot of stuff. You just you, you don't realize it. Uh, but you, you probably get in a room and actually probably agree on a lot of subjects. Either way, you two snarky, smart mother effers, you two. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, I hate to say it. We'd have a good time. I know. We I really know you would. would. You guys would we question everything. We have a lot more in common. You'd have more theories and conspiracies and crap don't going have on. In common. <laughs> um, no and, doubt. And, that's the, and this is why I think he reads, and this is why I think he listens. Yeah. Because unless he's a phony intellectual like Otto from A Fish Called Wanda, unless it's all fake and phony, <laughs> then he's got a genuine curiosity, and he wants to know what others think, and he wants to process their opinions, and he wants to factor that into his decisions. Why wouldn't you do that if you have a true thirst for knowledge and understanding and being the best person you can be? You listen to the people you disagree with because every once in a while, maybe they'll say something accidentally that you agree with. All right, let's take a break. You and I can agree on that. When we return, we're going to hear more from Brad Gutekunst on why he was disappointed with Aaron Rodgers, plus other takeaways from the trade that finally happened. More PFT Live right after this. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 